1: doesn't mean that the rich person in this life materially can't be spiritual, that's not the point but what's your perspective and the potential of the materially rich in this life it's more difficult for them to really be committed and spiritual than it is for the person who has nothing You say, prove that, okay, Matthew 13 22, the one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it making it unfruitful
0: There are several passages of scripture that can easily lead us to believe that the Bible condemns having any type of wealth. However, upon proper interpretation, we find that God's main concern for us is that our wealth doesn't distract us from the kingdom. As Pastor Danny will teach you in his message today, we as believers would do well to be careful when it comes to wealth. In his study, you'll learn how money can both distract and hinder us from bearing fruit for God's kingdom. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of James chapter 1 with today's edition of The Living Word.
1: You're here this morning, and you, you have no idea how the budget's going to work. You have no idea. You really don't know. You're having to trust God right now with every part of your being. You don't know how you're going to make it. You don't know how you're going to pay the bills. From heaven's perspective, if you're committed to the Lord, you're in a better position to grow spiritually than if you had plenty of money left over. Listen, from heaven's perspective, the pauper in this life who has faith in God is greater than the prince in this world who has everything. Because the pauper in faith here is a prince in heaven. That's what he's saying. The beggar laid at Lazarus's, Lazarus, laid at the rich man's gate. Heaven looked down at him, and man, he woke up in glory. And the rich man that wouldn't even pay attention to him. He's in hell today. Perspective. Look at the next verse. Verse 10. But the one who is rich should take pride in his low position because he will pass away like a wildflower. For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant. Its blossom falls, its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich man will fade away even while he goes about his business. I always like to say some of these, this particular point, you came into the world butt naked, that's exactly how you're going to leave. One of the worst things could happen to us. Sometimes people say, see, people have said to me, how come God don't don't give me the number to win the lottery? This church wouldn't have any bills if God gave me the number to win the lottery. And I look back at them and say, are you sure? One of the worst things that could happen to you is God give you a bunch of money. It was a whole lot easier for me. I shared this with you a couple of weeks ago, a whole lot easier for me when I had no money. My retirement account, I wasn't bothered about about it then because I didn't have one. How are you going to be bothered about it when you don't have it? God guy said to me this past week, I, start, I started with nothing, I have nothing. I'm doing pretty good. It doesn't mean that the rich person in this life materially can't be spiritual. That's not the point. But what's your perspective? And the potential of the materially rich in this life, it's more difficult for them to really be committed and spiritual than it is for the person who has nothing. You say, prove that, okay? Matthew thirteen twenty two, The one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it, making it unfruitful. Can't choke it if you don't have it to choke it. Mark 10, verse 23. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. That's right after the rich young ruler said, what must I do to inherit eternal life if you know the story? Jesus said, well, go sell everything you have, give it to the poor, and then come and follow me and you have great treasure in heaven. He went away very sad because he was a man of great wealth and he wasn't willing to give up what money can buy to get what money cannot buy. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. That's what Jesus said. Remember the seven letters to the seven churches in Revelation? One in particular written to a church at Laodicea. Here's what Jesus said. You say, I am rich, I've acquired wealth and don't need a thing. But you don't realize you're wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. Luke 16, verse 15, Jesus said, what is highly valued among men is detestable in God's sight. Timothy, 1 Timothy 6, verse 17, Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, can be here today and gone tomorrow. But to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, to be generous and willing to share. In this way they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age. Catch this last line. So that they may take hold of the life... That is truly life. There's perspective. What's life all about? When I'm living paycheck to paycheck, and sometimes I don't even know how in the world I'm going to pay my bills, but I'm going to trust God, and as far as I know, I'm committed to the Lord. I'm committed to the Lord. Lord, my life is yours. That person, great perspective to know that, hey, that's not where life is anyway. And for the person who has been blessed materially, the the Christian who has been blessed materially, don't you forget. Don't let's forget. That's not what life's all about. Jesus said, "A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions." Not what life's about. Zacchaeus, remember? I love Zac- story of Zacchaeus. Every time I think about it, I see Danny DeVito because I think he looked like Danny DeVito. I do. Climbed up that sycamore fig tree to get a look at Jesus coming through Jericho. Jesus trees him, Says, i am got to go to your house today. He goes to this house and Zacchaeus gets saved that day. And you know what the evidence initially of his salvation was? He's a chief tax collector. He said, if I've cheated anybody, I'll pay him back four times what I stole from him. And I give half of my possessions right now this day to the poor. Jesus said, salvation has come to this house. And Zacchaeus discovered Something he'd been trying all his life to find out where life was. And he thought more money is where it was. And he discovered that's not where it is. That's not where it is. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. i got to hurry here. Second place you need wisdom from heaven. Look at verse 12, James 1. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial because when he stood the test, he'll receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when by his own evil desire, he's dragged away and enticed. And then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it's full grown, gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Last verse. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. You could put that another way. You're the apple of God's eye. I'm the apple of God's eye. God loves me and is concerned for me in a good way more than anybody else in all the world. God would never give his child a bad gift. He only gives good gifts. He only gives good gifts. Now, in light of these last few verses, let me me show you how that works out. Practically speaking, in every trial, please listen, in every trial preordained by God, there is the potential for temptation. Temptation. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. That's our natural tendency. My natural tendency. i got a new nature. The Holy Spirit lives in me, but i got an old nature still in the members of this body, and they're in conflict with one another. And my natural inclination is to go away from the path God wants me to go. That's my natural inclination. It's yours, too. And so I don't even need the devil. But it's interesting, the two words here, the Greek words. By his own evil desire, he's dragged away. That's our natural inclination, to go the path that God doesn't want us to go. That's our natural inclination. The original word is a hunting term. And the picture is, there's a trap set, and here comes the prey. And the prey is walking toward the trap. But the second word, he's dragged away by his own wrong walk. You're walking in the wrong direction. You're headed for a trap, and it's called sin. And the second word is an interesting word. It's a fishing term originally. I can relate to that. And it literally talks about, means baiting the hook. So one is the hunting term. There there they go. They're headed for the trap. They're headed for the trap. And then hell comes along and says, we're going to make it enticing so that they come on in completely and we trap them. We're going to bait the hook with something they really like and that will be enticing to them. In every trial, there's the potential for temptation. But if we fail, can't blame God. Can't blame God. And you can try to blame the devil, but it don't work. Adam tried it right away.
0: That's all we have time for on today's edition of The Living Word. There's more to learn from the Book of James, so we hope you'll join us again. Pastor Danny Hodges leads and serves the Lord as pastor of Calvary Chapel Fellowship, and each new edition of The Living Word that you hear is from one of his messages given to the congregation. If you're in the St. Petersburg area, we want to invite you to join us at Calvary Chapel Fellowship. Come just as you are for a time of worship, fellowship, and studying the Bible on Saturday at 6 p.m. or Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. You'll be able to find directions at our website, ccfstpete.church. If you're not in the area, you can still join us virtually through our live stream. You'll find a link at the top of the page at ccfstpete.church. Is there anything that we can be praying about for you? If so, please email us at info at ccfstpete.church. We love that we can do this for our listeners, and we'd be happy to answer any questions you have to the best of our ability. Would you also pray for us? Please pray for Pastor Danny as he continues to share the Word of God, and for the listeners who, like you, are tuning in to hear truth and love. Pray for protection and for open hearts. Thanks for praying, and thanks for tuning in to The Living Word.